going to be talking with David Musser today about his book. Uh, it's Here in the Light, right? Uh, Keep in the Light. Keep in the Light. I'm sorry about That's that. Right. I, I even showed a picture, see? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> uh, not sure if it show, not sure if it shows up backwards or not. You might have to look at it in a uh, in a mirror there. So mm. no, yeah. it shows up right. Doesn't it? I notice with with this um whatever this platform, I guess yep. it seems everything shows up the right way, which I love. That's cause... huge. That's huge. Well, and see, for me, yeah. I'm, I'm dyslexic as well. So so seeing stuff backwards. I'm like, okay, is that the right way? Is that the wrong way? <laughs> Who knows? You know, I, right? Somebody else right. has to tell me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just glad it shows up the right way and I don't have to end up flipping stuff around at some point. It, exactly. It's a little thing. It's, it's the little things that matter, you know. It, it helps on your post-processing, right? Exactly. It helps just a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, um, tell me about your book because I read it. I listened to it on Friday. and Awesome. Awesome. It was – I liked it. I noticed you uh, – are you a big fan of metal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that because um, I think it was like the first 10 minutes or so listening to it, I heard a Mastodon uh, reference. I was like, oh, I got to ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, that, that's uh, – it, it, it's one of the things where, you know – it's I'm a closet fan, if you will. You know, people look at me; they ne- they never mm-hmm. think that, that that I like that. But but I, I've always liked them, and and always liked that song, you know, specifically, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, know you know, somebody's trying to kill me type things, and yeah. um, it, it's just it, it it's an awesome song, and I was able to incorporate that. And what I found with me, and as I mentioned before, I am dyslexic, and you know, been, been that way all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that even when I was younger and doing homework and stuff like that, I would want to have music or something on in the background because my, my mind seemed to think better. But of course, mm-hmm. everybody at the time was like, oh, no, you need to focus. You need just a you know, clean, empty room, no sounds, no distractions. And that's why, you know, so so it, when I started writing, I said, you know, I, I've always found that music music does better for me when I'm, when I'm trying to do something like that. So I actually created a playlist for, for each one of the, the books that, that I've written so far. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, Audible won't read those playlists for you. But, but in the uh, Keeping the Light, it was things like, you know, Devil by Shinedown, Feeling Invinci- Feel Invincible by Skillet, and of course, you know, the, the song by Mastodon, which just, you know, that one I do mention a lot more in the book. The others are just things I was mm. listening to in the background, you know, as, as it was playing. So it's, it's, it's always been pretty fun. I, I create my book playlist and I just let it, you know, roll on a loop until, until I'm done, done for the night. And then I'll, then I'll, you know, pick it up the next day. So it works out pretty well. What was the um, song in one of your trailers I was listening to in the book on YouTube? Unfortunately, that's one of the generic metal songs that uh, <laughs> that, that you're allowed to put on Facebook. I okay. Went, I went to Facebook's, uh, you know, uh, uh, allowed music site, and and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that you know is is we 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 got on this. You know, part of it was to talk about the book, of course, and I, I appreciate yeah. the heck out of you having me on here. 
uh, I, I'd, 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 I'd curse, but who knows who's listening, little ears and all that good stuff, and no need to get you a bad radio. And I know it's not a, you know, not a big deal anymore, but yeah. it, it's just something of, you know, hey, wh- why do it? But anyway, so, uh, uh, but I do appreciate the heck out of, out, of, out of it. And for for me, you know, as an indie author, you know, there's a lot more to it than just writing. And I'm yeah. sure it's the same for you, you know, doing, doing your podcast and for other indie people creating different, different things. I mean, once I got into this, into this world, you know, I'm talking to poets now and, and people who are, are artists and stuff like that. And mm. it's not, if you're trying to sell it, if you're not just giving it away, and even if you're giving it away, if you're trying to get it out to the masses, it's something where there's a lot more to it than just the art or just the writing. And, you know, for me, when I, when I went to make my first trailer, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll use this. I'll, I'll use that Mastodon song, right? What the heck? I, I like it. Everybody out there should like yeah. it. And, 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 and then you submit it on there and, and, and YouTube and everything else is like, oh, no, you can't use that one. That's, that, that's copyrighted. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I guess it is. But uh, so, so you can't, you can't do those things. And, and yeah you know, having to do the research of, of what music's allowed. And, and I don't know if on your podcast you have, you know, music and different stuff like that, but it's, it's, you know, it's strange on the different rules on what's being allowed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I even had somebody who had permission to use something that, that it was blocked and the hassle of trying to get it unblocked just, just wasn't worth it. And I'm like, you know, hey, I'll just I'll use the generic stuff. <laughs> so I'm glad you like the trailer as well. Oh, yeah. The whole um, YouTube blocking things is just ridiculous. Like um, I was talking to uh, it was like. I think the third person I talked to, he was um, he's my friend from up in Pittsburgh. And uh, he was uh, he used to um, do uh, local rap shows and stuff. And okay. we were talking and he's he he's real big into the. um music community he actually worked on setting up stages setting them up taking them down oh, he cool. worked all over the tri-state area probably i think a couple other states and stuff like that but he was i was talking we were talking about like the music he still makes and we put a clip in and youtube was like nope sorry you can't use that i was like what do you mean i can't use that this is like a friend of mine's song <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Self, self-created. You know, it's you yeah, know, yeah, and and used with permission. And, exactly. And in fact, I was on. Uh, somebody was nice enough to put me on one of the indie spotlights for for mm-hmm. different authors and stuff like that. And one of the very first things they had in the the email that I sent back answering the interview questions was, you know, you give the rights to for me to use this on my website and all of that because they didn't want to get into problems down the road with somebody saying, you know, complaining or them having to prove to their website, you know, hosts that they did have permission to use those. Uh, exactly. So, so it's, it's just crazy. And then, and then of course, you know, there's memes out there of everybody in the world used without permission whatsoever, but th- those are okay. But if you want to have mm-hmm. a, a song clip on there, Oh, <laughs> you can't do that. So. Oh man. Um, I follow this guy who thinks he's like the coolest person on earth now because he got used in a meme. Oh, nice. Someone, um, I don't even remember who shared it, but someone posted it. It was a picture of him going, this is, um, 
this is uh, a, the embodiment of Suboxone or something like this. And this dude now calls himself Mr. Suboxone, thinks he's the uh, biggest rapper in the entire world. Oh, yeah. And every day he's live like 24-7 on Facebook, oh, giving out, ma- he's trying to sell masks for like $50 now, t-shirts. It's the funniest thing because he's serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and and what, what's hilarious is you don't know which ones are going to make it and which ones aren't, you know, something, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, I was, I was watching a movie the other day and I, I, I'm blanking on the name of it, but it, in the credits for the movie, it said internet sensation. And it was this, this person's name. And, yeah. and I'm like going, okay, so that person started out with just some, some little broadcast. And next thing you know, somebody liked it. And and they get an actual part in a movie. I'm like, that's yeah. kind of cool, you know. But uh, you know, ho- hopefully okay. that'll happen with me. And you know, you'll 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 find my my books and lots of TV shows and everything else. But yeah, you know. I hope so. I really liked it. Like, well, um, yeah, thank it's you. St- like how it started out. Like, it, I, what was the very beginning of it? I didn't. That was something I really didn't understand too much. The whole, like, before the first chapter. Part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get I didn't understand that too much. Like I get it like what happened was that like the whole point part before like when they were like kids basically or really yeah, really so, young. Exactly. So that part happened, you know, way way early on. And in okay. fact, one of the uh the thing that's interesting about that chapter or the the preface rather is when he's telling the story about when he was sick and seeing shadow people. I actually had that, that, that was me basically writing as myself, right? I had that experience when I was a kid. Now with, you know, full disclosure here, I had about 105 temperature at the time and, you know, and, and, and I saw something looked like a shadow person, you know, didn't talk like shadow person because they don't talk, I guess. And, and it looked like somebody walking on the wall of the bedroom. And I remember that to this day. And the funny thing was, I was driving down the road one night and I was listening to a TV show or, or excuse me, a radio show called uh, coast to coast AM. I know and, that. And it had art bell on it and art bell was talking about shadow people with somebody. And then he mentioned the hat man. And he's like, isn't it strange that he's always wearing that, you know, that hat, like the fedora or whatever it is. And, and, and I swear I almost wrecked the car. Cause I'm going, in my memory, I remember the, the shadow person having a hat on. Now, do I remember that now because Art Bell mentioned it? Mm-hmm. Or do I remember it because it was real? But at the time, I was like, you know, wow, this is cool. So did I ever see one or not? Who knows? I, I'd like to think I did. I, I'd, I'd love it if, if, if I saw something like that. I'd like to see anything. You know, take, yeah. take take me to the ghost. Take me to the graveyards and let's let the ghost. <laughs> you know, wherever right? they might be hanging out, let's let's do it. Uh, but it's something that you know, I always you know, I was thinking about that story, and my my cousin Megan, who's who's actually the the editor of my book, her and I were were discussing you know possibly having a a book for the family uh, that was you know old ghost stories and things like that, and because the uh, you know my mom had thirteen brothers and sisters. So, you know, big history, lots of, you know, is Irish, Irish on, on, on her side mm-hmm. and just a lot of history, a lot of old stories and ghost stories and stuff like that. Some funny, some, some, some sad, just different things that you remember, you know, as being a kid. And we, we didn't want to lose all of that history. 
And I, I said, yeah, you can get stories from lots of people. In fact, I have one. So I, I just told her briefly and I said, and I, I've always wanted to write a book about it and, you know, just sort of loosely base it on, you know, what happened to me and uh, with the 105 temperature. Right. It, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and the ice baths that, that they mentioned in that first, first preface is, is, was true as well. I mean, that's what they used to do with me because back then you couldn't just go to an urgent care. You weren't yeah. 10 minutes away from, from, from the hospital. You were, you know, 45 minutes to an hour away, depending on where you lived and all that good stuff. So they would dump me in an ice bath to get my temperature down. And, uh, but I was talking to her about it and I said, I only, I only lack one thing. And she's like, well, well what's that? And I'm like, the English language. <laughs> I suck at it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I can write the story, but nobody else in the world could read it. And she agreed to, uh, to, to be my editor. And, 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 it, and it's, as I said, I think, I think it turned out pretty well. Everybody so far has been, been very pleased with it. Uh, the second one will be out soon. I hope, uh, it's something that we're, we're, you know, the first one we, we rushed sending it out, you know, in, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. So there's been a couple revisions that I've did on, on, on Kindle unlimited and stuff like that to, to correct a few things. Uh, I figure anybody who bought the first editions of the book have a few Easter eggs. Nothing, you know, nothing major that changes the story, but yeah. one of the characters in it, you know, I was talking about his past and his history. Well, his, his family tree didn't have any branches because I basically, you know, the way I wrote it, it was uh, for grandpa Milner and Kane. And originally I wasn't going to go into grandpa Milner's history right? The circus and all that kind of stuff. I was, mm-hmm. I, it just, it wasn't something that I was going to go into. And I had a friend of mine who was reading through the book and was like, you know, I really would like to know more about that character. And I said, well, Hey, it's, you know, I, I, I liked that character. I, I thought it was funny, especially the way he kept flipping the TV channels and all that, you know, and, and I knew somebody exactly like that. That was patterned off of a, of a, of a real human being. And, and it was just funny. So, uh, so I said, you know, I'll, I'll throw that in there. It'll, it'll, it'll add more real life to the story. Uh, so that's, that's what I did there. So it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of real stuff, real, real little stories, but the way the, the whole thing came about was just, you know, we, the Corvid stuff was going on. Right. And everybody's either binge watching TV or, or figuring out, you know, learning how to cook or trying to figure some way to, to make it through not being able to get outside, go to the gyms and all that good fun stuff. Uh, so I figured that this would be a good, good thing to do. And, uh, it's, uh, so far been very well received. I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It was, it was really good. It took, i listened to it at work. I went, I went into work. I started listening to it when I was driving in and, um, then I got to work, listened to, uh, an, a, an episode of a podcast and that ended. And then I put the rest of the book on nice. and finished it. And I, I, um, there were a few parts I even listened to over again. Cause like, these are, this was pretty, this was interesting. But, um, the carnival or the circus part, um, I listened to a couple times. Yeah. Cause, um, especially since I was at work, I was kind of, I'd zone out a few times and miss a few parts. So I'm yep. like, oh, I better go listen to this part again because I, I end up getting somewhere. I'm like, what the hell happened? But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked how you got, went into uh, people's past. I, I think it flowed pretty good. I liked awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. And Andy McCain, uh, who did the, the narration for it 
was mm-hmm. just amazing. He, uh, he was, he was, he was amazing to work with. Uh, he, he'd actually, or he has done several, several audio books already. And there's a website out there for, you know, because I did promise when I told people about this on Twitter that I was going to give out some resources and stuff like that, just so mm-hmm. to help them. Uh, but one of the resources I used was acx.com. And what they do is they help bring the creators or authors together with people who can narrate the work. And it's, it's a very straightforward process. It's something of you can, you, you put the work out there and it's sort of like Fiverr and those other things. You say, mm-hmm. hey, I've got this book I want somebody to do the narration for. Do you want to do it? I'm looking for somebody with a New England accent, a Southern accent, a New York accent, what have you. Uh, and, and, and you put it out there and then different people apply back and say, yeah, I can, I could do this. And, and their rate structure is one where it's either done on a, um, profit sharing basis, if you will. So they make money, I make money, everybody's happy, or it's one where you can pay them up front and then you make money. And of course, Amazon and audible make money because they all make money. Uh, but it's, it's, it's pretty fair on how it's done. And, and, the, the process of being able to self-publish and do it from everything from the, the, the print version of it to the Kindle version and now an audi- audible version, all of that was done within about three months, you know, as far as for the post-processing kind of, stuff. The Kindle, of course, went up instantly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's was, kind of fast. Oh, I know. And print, you know, Kindle was instant. Print was up about two weeks later because I... I again, had to learn something new, right? I had to mm-hmm. learn how to format the book where you're going to have, you know, as you've got the words in the book, so they don't come out too far and bleed over the page and all that good stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm like, who, who knew that you had to do that? And of course, as an indie author, you have to do all of it. Um, so, mm-hmm. and then the audible version, the only, it took Andy, I want to say about 30 days to do it. And I think that's their process on a book of that length you know, of those many hours, if you will. And then once mm-hmm. he was done, then it took, it took audible about three weeks. They say that they, you know, they, they need up to a month to get it done, but it was about three weeks. And what they do is they go through and, you know, they do a quality check on it and make sure that it's not something that, you know, you've got a lot of big drops in the audio, that the quality's good. In fact, Andy said the first book he'd, he'd worked on, you know, it, a part of it got, you know, got sent back and he had to redo it. So it's pretty nice on how they, how they work. With mm-hmm. But I had had great res- results with that ACX and with Andy McCain, it was just like I said, beautiful to work with as, as the first person. I, uh, I'm hoping he'll, he'll do my second, but it's something of, you know, it's timing and it's, uh, it's one of, you know, will, will that be a fit to his voice? So we'll see when, mm-hmm. when I'm ready for that, but I'll, I'll definitely use him again if he's willing. I think it would be nice to have him again, to keep the same uh, person to narrate the entire series. That would be nice. Yeah. And well, the, the good thing about the series, this was the nice thing is I did end the first book, right? So, mm-hmm. so the first book does have a beginning, middle and end. And then there is that other organization that sort of goes throughout it. They showed up in the, you know, sort of the, the vans and stuff like that, if you remember, and so, so it's something of the second book is, is, is about, you know, it's a totally different story going through it, but it still references some of the early characters. So I am going to be bringing, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's going to come back eventually, but it's something yeah. of, I'm just trying to build sort of the, 
the, the universe, if you will, you know, if you want to take mm-hmm. something like, you know, like a TV show, Supernatural, right? How they had little mini stories that were all great. And then they, you know, rolled it all together into, oh, mm-hmm. this is the, this is what's been causing this or something like that. So, so that's sort of the, the, the model that I'm following for these, for these novellas. I always thought it would be kind of cool though to, um, I know it's probably completely unpractical, but, um, to have multiple people to narrate a book at some point, like one person do somebody, have someone do the narrating, have somebody else do the character. I think that'd be pretty cool. Basically have like, um, what? basically complete voice acting. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that'd well, be kind of cool, but there's a so few expensive. Of, oh, so expensive. There's a few of them that are out there. I want to say I listened to a Star Wars that did that. And now that one, my personal opinion, they went a little too far because they were playing the, you know, they were playing the, 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 the sound effects from the lightsabers and they were playing oh, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the shooting from the spaceships. They were playing those sounds during the battles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm going, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm reading a book. I'm not, I'm not looking at the pages, but I'm still yeah. reading. I, I don't need, or, you know, didn't want to produce mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but I did like how they had the different people doing the different character parts. So I'm like, yeah. you know, if it was just a little happier medium there, I, I would have appreciated that. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, 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 it was interesting. I mean, it's definitely worth worth listening to. But, you know, it, I imagine it was as, as expensive as could be. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm not sure if ACX supports that. I think there's actually a fact on that where you can do something like that. But in those, most likely what it's going to be is like with Andy, you know, on this book, he was willing to work off of commission. So, mm-hmm. you know, being you know, first time indie author and all that good stuff, I didn't want to be out a ton of, of money for something that I didn't know if people were going to like and be receptive of. Mm-hmm. And with the you know, reviews I've got so far, everybody, everybody seems to love it. They love the story. They thought it was nice and fast paced, which is, you know, today's society. Right. You, you don't want yeah. you don't want to read, you know, a giant book about this size. You know, you're, you're reading, you know, the, the smaller books and stuff like that, just so you can have that nice quick fix, if you will. And it sort of brings back the old serial books that they used to have where, you know, each one was just, you know, a few chapters compared to what today is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Stephen King tried that with the uh, the Green Mile, where he was actually just selling chapter books. I, I don't know how that ever turned out, but. It's, you know, it's an interesting way to do it. Uh, what was funny about mine was in order to be a, a novel, if you will, novels are 40,000 words. Mm-hmm. And my story, it ended at 34,000 words. I was like, okay, I could make up an extra, <laughs> yeah, I could make up a, you know, a couple hundred extra, extra words here. But, but I just... I'm like, I'm not going to do that to the readers, mm-hmm. just inserting, you know, fluff in, into the book. I'm, I'm going to keep yeah. it true to what, what it was. And so that's why mine are, are novella formats. Uh, and what my, my plan is, is once I get the first three, I I've written the first three, the, the second one is in the editor process right now. And, and we think we're on the last rounds of edits. And then the third one, you know, we'll, we'll start editing that. Uh, so all the, the first three in the trilogy are, are complete. So it's something that, you know, a lot of times I know when people are going to buy indie author works, they don't want to get into a series until the first couple books are out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I, I'm trying to let everybody know that, number one, it's a, you know, 
beginning, middle, and end story, uh, but also the, the rest of the series is done. So, so uh, when you put those out, are you going to end up maybe um, combining them all, like in uh, yep, kind of like how the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide did at one point? Exactly. I, I'm going to combine them like the Hitchhiker's Guide, or like uh, I was thinking of like Stephen King's Night Shift, right? Okay. Is because the way he did it, you know, each one of those could have been a separate book, right? As far mm-hmm. as for he could he could have went into more detail in each one of those. So yeah, so I'm going to combine them together into one, uh, and it's it's something that you know what, what's what's funny about it is the process when you go to create these, depending on how many words are in it, you know. You can have the, the bind, text on the binding or not, mm-hmm. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going, okay, who knew, you know, again, I, I didn't know. Uh, but it, it's something that, you know, I, I hang out on, on the different Twitter channels now for writers. In fact, there's a uh, new writers one where it's hashtag new writers, of course. And that's one that, you know, whenever people are asking different advice, even though I've, I've only published one and got one more on the way, I think just because of how much I know about technology and software and stuff like that, I, I do have some things to add. So I try to help people. And of course, I, yeah. I learn from that as well. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of things that people go through. And in fact, figuring out, you know, the voice that you're going to want to write as. So like mine is a is, is written in third person. Right. So there's somebody or something that knows everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you're able to get into what each person is thinking and all of that. Um, and the first five that I've written, so I have written two others that will be in the series as well, but just not in the trilogy. Uh, the, the next one I did, you know, I, I said, I'm going to try to write something first person. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really interesting going into that as, as, as first person. Uh, and the way I write is is is, you know, Somebody described it on Twitter. They were describing how authors should write and how some of them do. And they were talking about having your outline, having a plan and all of that good, fun stuff. And then it said, and then there are those who write by the seat of their pants. And I'm like, hey, that, that's me. <laughs> you know? So, so when, when I start to write, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's in the next chapter until I've until I've written it down, and then I re- read it, and I'm going, "Oh man, that's <laughs> that didn't turn out the way I thought it was going <laughs> to turn out." Yeah. And uh, and 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 you know, and even in uh, in in the first one, you know, there were certain things that I was like, "Going, man, I didn't, you know, I didn't want that to happen, but you know, oh well, it, it did." Yeah, yeah. That, that's how that's how it came out of my head, anyway. I feel like that's a good way to do first person, though, in a way, you know. Exactly. And then after it's done, you go back and kind of clean it. You go back and clean it up. So it's more of what you want. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what we did. And, and it's like I said, so far, I, I, I've had nothing but, but positive you know, reviews and stuff like that. And, and people, people seem to like it. They like how, how it flows. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to keep, keep going with it. I'm hoping to, to keep writing. And it's something that, you know, for myself, what I do is every night after everybody else is done, you know, when, when, when I'm still up instead of, you know, flipping on, you know, Netflix or one of the other, other streaming services that are out there of the millions nowadays, I, I sit down and the old boob tube. Exactly. Exactly. I sit down and write for an hour or two. And, uh, and sometimes I look and it's been four hours and I'm going, Oh man, I got to get up tomorrow. So, <laughs> 
but but it, 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 it's fun. <laughs> it's uh, you know when you when you can lose yourself in the characters, that's good. Uh, but it, it, it is also mm-hmm. something fun that uh, you know some of the other indie authors out there will probably get this as well. Is sometimes you're writing, and I had this one where I got it all the way to chapter seven, and I loved it. I thought it was the best thing I'd ever written. I was like, this is great. And then it took a turn and I'm going, oh no, this is bad. <laughs> like, this is really bad. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, it can't go this way. So, so, so I put it down and, and maybe someday I go back to it and figure out how to, to change where it went. But mm. I'm going, I'm, you know, I, I'm writing as a fan would, would want to read, right? Mm. So when, when I can guess what's going to happen next, I'm like, I'm bored. You know, let, let, me, let me read something else. And, and I like to think that with mine, at least the, the first one, you know, you didn't really know what was going to happen there. And, and, and I thought there were some, some nice surprises. And, and as a reader, that's what I want. I, I, I don't yeah. want to be predictable. You know, oh, she goes off. Yeah, you know, it, you watch all these shows. She goes off and runs. And, of course, she's going to trip on a branch. You know, that's exactly what, what everybody running from, you know, you know, the different slasher movies that you see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, let, let me trip over that branch. You know, five minutes ago, there wasn't a branch across the path, but now there is. <laughs> and, so, so I'm trying not to be that predictable. Yeah. The, the, um, there were a few parts where I kind of was like, this, I bet this is going to happen. And it kind of steered that way and not. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's what caught my attention about it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. And, and, yeah. and it's one, as I said, it's, you know, it was, it was an interesting concept. I, you know, having the experience I did, right. I, mm-hmm. I just sort of put that in the back of my head. And, and, and the only reason I thought of it again is I was talking to my cousin and, and, and then when I decided to start writing as a book, I started doing research on it and there's a lot of stuff out there on shadow people and people, you know, People think they're everything from, you know, past loved ones to to demons that are you know, sucking your life energy and making your life just even more miserable than it is. And 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 I was like, OK, that that's kind of crazy. And and then it, they said that some people have reported shadow spiders and shadow snakes. And I'm going, OK. I'm, I'm done. I don't, I don't want shadow spiders. I don't want shadow snakes. Nope. Yeah. Uh, like shadow people are bad enough, but, but if you have shadow spiders out there, just, you can keep those. Yeah. Keep those away from me. I'm totally good with never, ever hearing that again. Exactly. Exactly. And I, then, I hate spiders already. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. How, how do you make them worse? Well, you turn them into some monster that you can't squish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, I tell I tell people I tell people all the time it's like okay for a snake if if they're not bothering me they're not in my yard you know I'll mm-hmm. shoo them out something like that I'm not worried I'm like well, if you've got a spider in your house and you call me I'll come I'll drive a couple miles to kill it because I just hate spiders <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it's too funny so so I haven't put any of those in my book yet they probably show up eventually but. Uh, the, the other interesting thing for, for me about the whole process was on the first book, you know, it was shadow creatures and, 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 and it was sort of, you know, an evil monster, if you will, you know, supernatural mm-hmm. pursuit, that type of thing. The next book I have out is, or coming out, is going to be about possession and, you know, a demon and, you know, ancient demons and stuff like that. So, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. And then the third book, the one that actually got me, 
it's about somebody who somehow gets the ability to see the evil that people have done. And, 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 and I'm like, you know, when I thought of it, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Think of it. You could see, you know, you meet somebody and you instantly see the most evil, heinous thing they've done. You've, you, you're like, wow, this is horrible. But then you also see it from the victim's perspective. And all of this happens, you know, almost instantly, right? You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're living through whatever it was, whether it took a minute or took years, you're living through it. And then you're still in the elevator with the person and it hasn't moved, but you know, one floor maybe. And yeah. so you're seeing this. And, and, and I thought of that and I was like, okay, that's, you know, and as I'm writing it, and then when I started writing about seeing it from the victim's perspective, I'm like, oh my God, that's just horrible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because, yeah. you know, you're sitting there feeling all of the different stuff. And, and, and one of the, the main bad, bad, bad guys in it is he's a nurse at a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And his hobby is to break the fingers of old people who can't talk. Oh and, my God. and just to, you know, just to, you know, brighten his day. Right. You know, and, and for, for no other reason than that. And, and, and when I thought of that, I'm going, okay, I need a shower. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, I'm sure people are going to read that and say, where did Dave think of this? And it's so sadistic. And, 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 and from the victim's perspective, you know, the worst part for me in describing it was how they felt, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm even going into the fact that, you know, one of them was like, you know, uh, you know, like a weightlifter or something like that, and a really strong person, and through, you know, no fault of their own, their body just gave out. So here they are now helpless, and somebody does something like this, and it's like, you know, you're just, people you're waiting to, to, to you know, as, as you're a reader, you're just hoping that that person doesn't make it through the book, right? And and so I think that, you know, in, in the first one, there were a couple characters like that, that you were kind of glad they, they weren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in, in that third one, I think you're going to be like, yeah, I want that guy to die. <laughs> so the helplessness you must, you must feel in like a situation like that. It's just, and, and it's bad. I mean, in, in reality, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff like that that goes on. So not, mm-hmm. I don't know if they, I can't point to any specific cases of, of, of that, yeah. but I do know that, you know, there have been cases of, of, you know, older people's drugs disappearing and being replaced with nothing, you know, so they're actually in pain versus, versus not and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was, like I said, it was a very interesting, you know, story to delve into and that one rounds out the trilogy. So I, I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good way to, to sort of round it out, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the supernatural, you've got possession, and then you've got just pure human evil, which in my opinion, when I was writing it, the pure human evil got to me worse than anything else. Oh, yeah, because that's something everyone can relate to, because that's something that actually happens, you know. Exactly. That's stuff you hear about quite a lot now. Exactly. And, you know, that's why they've got the nanny cams and everything else that you can you can put in your, you know, in your house when you're when you're leaving it. And you can also put Mm -hmm. in, you know, your 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 elderly people's rooms so that you can keep an eye on what's happening in those places because mm-hmm. you just never know. Uh, but it, it was one that, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And, and, and in all of them, you know, and this is something else for the indie authors, uh, I'm trying to put some Easter eggs in there just for family and friends as well. 
uh, just something mm-hmm. fun, you know, because it's one where when you first start writing and same way with like you and your podcast, when you first start doing stuff, you know, your main fans, if you will, are going to be your family and friends. Yeah. So why not, you know, throw them something fun? So, so that sheriff that, that you met in, in, in keeping the light, Sheriff Madigan, that's, that was my mother's maiden name. So I sort of threw that in there as, as a, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this is a you know, l- little throw to the family so that everybody can, you know, ha- have a chuckle out of it. Plus, I, I thought the character fit for for that time mm-hmm. period and also where they were. So so I thought it fit pretty well. But I was like, yeah, that's what I'll name this person. And and so I've done a couple other things like that as well. Uh, I, I try not to use too many real people in my book since I am writing horror. <laughs> and I don't want somebody to say, hey, Dave, is there something you're trying to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, do you not like me? Exactly. Die, <laughs> die, die. <laughs> red rum, red rum, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Johnny's That's... not here. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so, But it is amazing what's out there for the, the indie authors nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a ton of resources out there. Twitter's been very helpful for me finding people. I mean, that's how I found you. Yeah. And and, and it's uh, you know very supportive. I know there's darker sides of everything, oh, but yeah. <laughs> but I think that is you know a lot of times in life you get out of things what you what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm trying to put you know lots of you know even though I'm writing horror, I'm trying to put a positive spin on anything I'm posting. And, and so far it's been real receptive and I've met a lot of different authors virtually that I would have never came in contact with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, had somebody that was a friend and they'd reposted a couple of my stuff and said, said, would somebody please read my, my, my poetry book today? I haven't read poetry since I was in high school, but it was, mm-hmm. you know, they had it on Kindle Unlimited and I, I'm a subscriber. So I downloaded it and I read it and I was like, you know, pretty good i i enjoy this so, so i yeah. actually went and gave gave her a nice rating on the uh on, on amazon but i was like you know that's sort of a, a nice way to give back so yeah. so every now and then i'll post on twitter hey you know g- give me something good to read you know and, and mm-hmm. if it's on kindle unlimited and you're a subscriber it doesn't cost you a thing i mean that's why i released mine on kindle unlimited as well so mm-hmm. that anybody who's already paying can just read it for free and uh and so, so I've done that. I've done that with several people's books, you know, read them and gave them good ratings or read them and didn't give them a rating at all because maybe I didn't enjoy it as much. Right. And, and I don't yeah. even mention to the people that, that I, you know, that I read their work or didn't read their work. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. I, if, I, if I don't have anything positive to say about something, I'm, I'm not going to say anything at all. So, yeah. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing. Exactly. Cause it's a, uh, cause no one wants to hear that. Oh, I read, I read what you made, but I think it's trash. No one wants to hear that. That's just, exactly. that's just mean hearted. It's one thing to be a critic. It's another thing just to be a dick, exactly. you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. T- I mean, tell me what you didn't like about it in a, in a, in a yeah. way to help critique it and make me mm-hmm. make the next one better that I, I'm fine with. But, but just to say, you know, I had one person uh, give a friend of mine a rating and they were like, well, I thought their their acknowledgments and 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 all of their their stuff, you know, at the beginning of the book that didn't have anything to do with the story was just wasted space. And and I'm like, well, you know, that's just that's just mean to say for one thing. 
And I was like, mm -hmm. you know, all of those people may have really helped this person out and they wanted to give them the proper credit in the book they wrote. So, so it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a nice thing. And, but yeah, they, it was just, it was like, you know, why would you even say something like that? You know, go on the story. Don't go on the fact that the acknowledgements maybe took up 10% of the, the Kindle book, right? Because <laughs> you can see the, the percentage yeah. of the book. Yeah. It's like, give me a break. It's an acknowledgement. You don't have to look at it. You know, like just like, oh, okay. He put, they put acknowledgements in for some reason. Exactly. You don't know the reason. There's if you don't want to read it, look at it. You don't have to look at it. Exactly. It's it's not like they put some awful thing there to, you know, intentionally piss people off. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and so for me, I, I do the acknowledgements like like you're supposed to, or at least I think you're mm -hmm. supposed to. That's what it seems because it's a good thing. And then also the only other thing I added to mine was the, the music list because I just thought that was a cool thing to to, to have on the books because uh, years ago I was reading somebody's work and I, and I can't remember the name of the book now, but she actually uh, went through and for her, she had a playlist in three different parts of her book. And so mm -hmm. it was, there were, there were the, the way the story was, you know, there was the past and, and all the stuff going on then. Then there was what was happening in the present and then what was going to happen in the future. So it was kind of interesting how, how she said, okay, here's the, here's the songs I was listening to in this section. Here's what I was listening to in that section. And here I was look, listening to at the end. And, and I thought it was interesting. I didn't go into that detail of it because for me, I, I basically just create the playlist and, 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 and go and it's just let it loop. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the, the other thing. I for, don't think I heard the. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. On the hit, I didn't no, think they, I heard. I didn't. They wouldn't read that. On, I'm on sorry. Audio. I keep talking over yeah. you. No, no. They wouldn't read that. On okay. Audio. Okay. That, that was the only thing that they would, they wouldn't read that. And they also wouldn't read the acknowledgements uh, for audible. So, so audible, that's their policy is to only read the story, you know, the preface and, 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 and mm. all the way through to the end. Uh, they wouldn't read the, uh, the acknowledgements or the, uh, the, the, the music list. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you in a link. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it, it was just, like I said, it was, it was something fun to add. And I think it adds to the story because as you said, you know, mm. in the very beginning, you know, Am I a metal fan? Because he recognized the references to that song, and uh, and another piece of trivia on that song is is that was one of the loudest songs in history. I think uh, at at a, at a concert um, it was the Mastodon really? Blood and Thunder, and uh, so so that was something I thought was interesting. You know, sort of played into the story, and you know, with mm -hmm. uh, with how how it was and sound and everything else. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was, uh, once I heard that, I was like, oh, I'm really going to like this book, though. <laughs> and Andy yeah. reading that part was just too funny. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, when he, um, when he yelled the lyrics at the, like, like, towards the very end, I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. And, uh, uh, yeah. And then the next one, I, I had a song stuck in my head for mm. I swear to you, it seemed like it was for a month. And so when I'm writing the book, I'm like, okay, somebody's going to have a song stuck in their head. And I'm like, I know this is going to be the song. And it's that song, Click, Click, Boom. So so yes. through, 
throughout the book when something's going on, you, you know, the guys, the guys just thinking, click, click, boom, you know, and just shaking his head because of you know, <laughs> how bad it's going on or whatever. And, 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 and my editor at the end of it, which she, she finished it, she goes, that song stuck in my head. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, it's just too funny. I just think of like I just think of like John Wick movie parts when I hear click click boom now. Oh yeah. Just running through Matrix style, click click boom. Oh exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and those movies yeah. are also I think they're making another one, right? I think they are making a fourth one. That's awesome. Is it fourth or fifth now? I don't know. But oh, John Wick's great. It's just you kicked my dog, so I'm gonna kill everybody. And it's yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 pure, <laughs> pure pure mind candy, which is which is a good thing. Oh uh, yeah. And there's also one with the guy who was in Breaking Bad, the lawyer, the Better Call Saul guy that that's similar to that. Uh, I don't know the name of it. Have you seen the trailer for that yet? No, I haven't so, even heard so it's, that. It's the guy who was in Better Call Saul. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but basically he's a Family Guy. And he's sort of he's sort of a pacifist, right? You know, goes along to get along. Nothing, you know. He's he's not going to fight. In fact, somebody breaks into his house, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't defend himself or his or his family, and he gets beat up. And everybody's you know feel you know feeling he's a wimp and all this kind of stuff. Well, bad stuff keeps happening after the break in, and his name gets out there, and it turns out he's like one of the John Wick type people. And next thing you know, he's in his basement with a sledgehammer, digging up his basement, getting all his weapons out, and comes out just sort of this badass guy. And I'm like, yes, I want to see that one. Is uh, it going to be like a spoof of John Wick? No, no, no. It's done as a serious, serious yeah. thing. I mean, that guy's a good actor. I, I liked him in Better Call Saul and, and, and of course, in, in Breaking Bad. God, I can't uh, remember his name, though. But, yeah, I, I, I can't remember the name at all. But he, uh, it, it looks like a great 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 you know movie i mean it's 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 predictable because you've seen it in the trailers what's going to happen mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like that you know sixth sense with bruce willis right you wish yeah. you didn't know it what was going to happen so when you watched it the second time you didn't know it right mm-hmm. uh, but with this one you're seeing it in the trailer what's going to happen so so i wasn't giving away any spoilers there <laughs> but, but it, it's something of you you I think you're you're in that one. You're more waiting for him to turn into just the the, the guy that can kick ass, mm-hmm. and um, so so that that's one that, uh, like I said, I almost wish they wouldn't have told you that part. But I don't know that how you could have the trailer any other way without yeah. and people just saying, "No, I'm not gonna watch." So I'm just gonna watch it. Yeah, get beat up for an hour. I think I'm done. <laughs> Those movies are kind of predictable, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all they're kind of all the same in a way. It's basically just pure violence for entertainment, you know? Exactly. It's just, I mean, there's really not much that you can really, there's not too much you can do with it, except just going, well, this is how it's going to be. There's going to be different stuff in each of them. Have fun with it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's why, that's sort of why I like horror, because with horror, you can do something, you can go the different way, right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of the, uh, I was reading an interview by one, one author out there, and I, I maybe King may have been somebody else, but what they were talking about is how you have to make the characters relatable. 
and mm-hmm. and whether people like them or not, it doesn't matter. You just have to make them relatable, so that when that supernatural thing happens, or when that you know alien comes in from the sky or whatever, you're 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 already hooked into the story and the characters. So this supernatural thing is just you know a continuation of what's going on. And as I as I start reading different books nowadays, you know I'm seeing exactly what he did. Like even even Salem's Lot, you know. It starts off as almost like a love story, right? <laughs> as far as you know, the the Ben Mears with yeah. the girl and all that kind of stuff, and her mom not liking him and all that, and and so it's 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 you you're you're all of a sudden sucked into all these characters, and then the supernatural bad stuff happens, and you're like going, wow, okay, you know, and and it sort of you stay in you stay in the book versus being thrown out of the book, whereas what what. And like I said, I, I want to say he was doing the interview, but somebody else might have been. But basically they went on and said, and what happens in some of them is they start off so out there first that you never actually relate to the characters. And so that's something that I'm trying to do in mind to make sure that you can relate to the characters, whether it's, you know, I, I've got one guy in, in, in one of my stories and, and I went to school with him and he was at a party and somebody puked on his shoe. And the whole time at that party, all you kept hearing was this guy complaining about somebody puking on his shoe. And, and just, so I added him to my book and I'm like, cause I know that anybody who's been to a party, anybody who's, who's drank a lot at all knows somebody who's, you know, whether they, they've, they've puked on, you know, somebody's puked on their shoes, they've spilt something, spilled a drink on their shirt or whatever. And then the whole rest of the evening, all you hear is about that. And, and so, so that guy's in my book, he may or may not live, but it, it was, just, it was a fun, fun thing to add to, to one of my future books. It's, it's the immersion, um, basically to get some immersion effect to yes. your book. Cause yeah, that's, that's relatable to like 90% of people basically. Cause yeah, you know, like if you've been to a party, there's a good chance you've thrown up. <laughs> And it's not your fault that you hit somebody's shoe. Exactly. <laughs> it was purely an accident. But but yeah, I, it, and and it's funny as I'm doing these because I'm trying to make people as generic as can be because I uh, like I said I don't want somebody to come up and say hey that's me. And, mm-hmm. and but it's it's just fun. So and and, and just the, the little Easter eggs like that and bringing it bringing it down so that you can relate to those characters and and you feel their pain and you know. Some of the, you know, some of the uh, books and stuff like that, that, that would do it where, you know, somebody had like some type of disease or what have you, you know, they're building it up at the beginning with how happy their life is and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then all of a sudden they hit you with this and you're like, oh man, that's, you know, I, I know somebody like that. And yeah. uh, so it's, it, it's, it's been fun. I mean, I, I think that, you know, if, if I was going to have some more advice for the indie authors out there, it would be, you know, make your characters relatable. You know, whether you're, you're copying a human being that you know or, or somebody else that, that you're making up, just make it so that somebody else can relate to that character other than just, you know, not to go back to John Wick, but it's <laughs> very few. I, we, none of us really know anybody like John Wick. We, we, we might. But, I hope not. <laughs> but, 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 but it's something that, you know, that, that's like you mentioned, it's that's where it's the movie is for the action. Mm-hmm. It's not whether you can relate to this person, you know, now we can all relate to somebody kicks our dog. We're, we're going to be mad at him, 
but yeah. don't think we're going to be blowing up buildings and stuff like that because of it. At least I hope not. Uh, but you never know. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and my um, me and my friend from Japan, we're actually talking about making a like short web series out of a video game, and trying to write like scripts and stuff for it nice. we were t- we've been talking about it for like the last month or so and how we're going to do it how things are going to work how we're going to actually record it and stuff like that i think it'll be kind of fun i mean we haven't gotten really far in it really haven't done anything too much with it but i mean we're trying to do something yeah i mean it'd be fun i mean it's uh i had a uh Somebody I was talking to on Twitter said that one of the things that they do is they actually go to like local theaters and mm-hmm. bring copies of their book and have, have the people there read them and read it aloud so that he can hear the dialogue and stuff like that and hear how it's going to come mm-hmm. back. And then he, then he changes it. So for something like you doing like a web series, I mean, you could look into, you know, people who are, you know, doing part-time acting, part-time other stuff and, and get something produced, you know, probably very, you know, not that expensive uh, to, to put oh, it yeah. together. And and some mm-hmm. people might just do it for the credits. I mean, there's, you know, I've had people that I've talked to that are like, hey, I just I just want to do the cover of your book just just for a credit on the book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, that's that's cool. You know, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm doing them right now. My daughter did the first one for me uh, and then I did the, the, the next two. Uh, but it's something that I, I, I might go that route just to give somebody else a, a shot and say, hey, I want a cover that you know has this sort of thing as the theme and just see yeah. what others can do. So, But no, I that's think really web series cool, would be though. cool. Yeah, I mean, that's cool that um, people would actually do that, you know what I mean? And I, I like that um, you and your uh, daughter did the designs on your books. That's, yep. that's super indie. You guys doing your own, basically doing everything. That's really, I really dig that. Especially coming because I used to be a huge punk rock kid back in the day. Nice. So everything was DIY or die. (laughs) (laughs) Making all of our, making tons of awful shirts out of stencils and spray paint, all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm real, I'm all about that. That's like how when we did our pre-call, I was talking about the whole guerrilla advertising thing. Yes, yes. That's why I'm so. That's why I'm so about him. Like, brings me back to my roots. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's another big part of it for for the the authors and the indie authors out there is that you know. So you have this thing, you've produced it, you're happy with it. You know, show the cover again. You're happy. Everybody, everybody likes it. And now, mm-hmm. how do you get that word out? Right? What do you, what do you do? And you go on these different websites and they're like, oh, yeah, for for 50 bazillion dollars, I'll market your book to 200 people. Or, you know, it was, you know, maybe it might have been might have been for 200 dollars. I'll market it to 50 bazillion people. But but either yeah. way, you know, people are wanting money and I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for fun. You know, yes, yes, I, I want to get the stories out. I hope people love it. I hope it gets popular and all that good fun stuff. But right now I'm, I'm writing the stories mainly just to get them out of my head. And, and that way they're, they're not rattling around in, in there anymore. And, you know, I don't want to be paying, you know, $500 to somebody to market my book. In fact, I'm not going to do it. Um, and there's places out there where they're like, oh, yeah, send us, send us a copy of your book and $300 and we'll review it to see if we want to publish it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, 
would you send me the three hundred dollars, and then I'll right. let you know if I want you to publish it. Uh, so it's uh, you, you just got to be careful on that, and even for like your podcast mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know where where do you find places to advertise, and where do you find places to advertise that you're not just wasting your money. Uh, one of the ones mm-hmm. I did recently, which I actually was happy with, was BookBub. And with them, you can get, you know, like, I, I got like 3,000 impressions in, in emails where it showed, showed to cover my book and showed a link to it. And then several, several clicks. Well, the cool part about it is I only had to pay on the ones where somebody clicked on it. I didn't have to pay for the impressions. So, you know, I can set a, a budget of, you know, $2 a day or something like that. And until people click on them, you know, I'm not paying that much money. And so, so advertising like that can help. Uh, Twitter helps. I haven't did much on Instagram yet. Uh, I do a little bit on Facebook. So for my two right now, it's mainly the Facebook and Twitter. Uh, when the second book comes out, I might do some official advertising, but we'll see. It just depends on, depends on the rates I can find. Excuse me. Yeah. I did a, I did Facebook. I didn't really, get too much out of it i mean i only spent twenty dollars because i was i just wanted to see if anything would happen from it i don't think i think i got like 32 clicks and i don't think i even got any views from it at all. Oh, okay but i saw well four days for twenty dollars let's see if it does anything even like a couple views or anything like that you know what i mean yep but i mean i didn't see twenty dollars being a drastic hit in my budget or anything no. like that, you no. know, but, um, for me on my, on my first book, I dropped it down to where it was, you know, free, right. You can do promotion things on Amazon where you're, you're, you're giving mm-hmm. the book away for free. So I did that and I used something called, I think it's later.com that just posts stuff to your Facebook and Twitter, you know, when you're not there. And so I, mm-hmm. I spent the weekend and set up an entire ad campaign where every couple of hours it would post because stuff just flies through on those different Twitter channels and Facebook channels. So I, so I set it up to do that. And with the book for free, I went from 10,000 in supernatural uh, thrillers, uh, number 10,000, right? You know, rank 10,000. Mm-hmm. Woo! Uh, I went from there all the way up to number 32 in, Holy in, the, shit. in the free ones. So, yeah, so I was able to you know, see the, the fruits of my labor, if you will, that day. Uh, with that said, you know, once once it was not, not free anymore, it, it was back to 1,000. And then today it's up again around 10,000. Uh, so it's something that when the next book comes out, I'm going to do that same type of push. And mm-hmm. the first book, I am going to give it away for free. So, so now I won't be giving the print version away. And, of course, the Audible version will... Audible is actually doing a special right now with mine where if you sign up for Audible, you can get it for free, right? Because they have the uh, mm-hmm. they, that they, they have their uh, tokens that you're purchasing with, what have you. Uh, but it's something that when the next one comes out, I'm going to keep the first one as free. And then hopefully hopefully people read it and, and they want to read the second, right? And, and see where the that's, story's going. And that's a good incentive to get the second one then. Exactly. Get people to read the first one and then go, well... I liked it. I wanted to read the second one, so I'll buy it. Exactly. And, and what I'm going to do is with the, uh, once I get all three of them combined then, uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to get the audiobooks combined because what I want to do is I want to have all three of them together, the, the first three in the series together, and then I want uh, to add like an extra couple chapters to it. I've, I've already written them. 
uh, but where it goes into you know more of the history of some of the different characters that people cared about. So sprinkling that throughout those three. So if somebody goes to read it, you know, yes, they can figure out where these are because they'll be at the ends of the different ones. Mm-hmm. But but it's something of, you know, for anybody who hasn't read it before, it'll be in more detail and, of course, be novel format. But what I don't know is how Audible is going to be able to handle. Hey, now instead of one, you're getting three. You know, I, I don't know if Audible does volumes very well yet. I, I haven't researched that. So that's something I've got to do next. Yeah, I, that's something I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah. But um, that would be that would be cool. What about what? If, well, you said you wanted to add new chapters. I was going to say, what about like a package deal or something? Well, yeah, and it might even turn out to be a package deal, and just those other chapters are just you know part of the package. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be you know addendum one, addendum two, something like that. Who, who knows? I'll, I'll I'll figure that out. I mean, it might even turn out to. You know, my, my editor, she wants me to write, you know, the the additional stuff is, is another book. And, mm-hmm. and so eventually it may turn out where I have enough for that because I keep going back to those same characters, that same story. Uh, in fact, I've had a lot of people that want me to go back to the circus and just do something on the circus in their travels uh, because that was a fun, you know, it was a fun chapter and it was a fun, you know, fun, fun sort of, you know, mm-hmm. if you think about a way of life, especially back then you know, when it was going on, because that was, you know, sort of something that was happening in the past, right? So yeah. you didn't have, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and TV, right? It was, this is back in, you know, they, they just just got you know, electric lights and stuff like that. So, uh, in fact, that was something else that I did to research to find out when, you know, electric lights became popular at places like that. So, so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, uh, that would actually be really cool to, because I, I like the uh, circus, um, the circus chapter. That was probably one of my uh, yeah. favorite ones. Because it just that grabs to me a little bit more. It was just interesting to hear. I I like hearing about like prequel stuff. Yes. Like how things got started. How exactly. everything. How basically just how everything you know came about. So. How people got dragged into a situation, how it was like a fam, how it was a family situation all along, kind of deal, that kind of stuff. You know, that's that's been like, I always I always liked prequels, like yeah. the whole um, the Alien prequels and stuff. Loved them. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, you know, when it when it comes to 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 books, uh, uh, Salem's Lot is. If it's not my favorite book, it's it's one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. Right? Just just the way that is. Uh, when it comes to movies, you know, it's 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 hard for me to to to, to have anything that I like more than the Alien movies because uh, they're just they're just they're just awesome. Uh, the only thing I could maybe go a little bit would be like the thing, the original thing with Kurt Russell was just awesome. Uh, and then Cabin in the Woods was just mind candy. So, but it was, it oh, was yeah, it, it was just something that you know when you when you look at aliens and just you know nowadays all that stuff is already done, right? You know everybody's mm-hmm. seen you know something jump out of somebody's stomach and all that stuff. But at the time that that was done, you know that was brand new stuff, and and just you know you were you were wrapped into it, and, and you you were yeah when they had that little device there that looked like the old football game or whatever mm-hmm. with the little dots on it, you're like, oh my god, you're surrounded. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it was it was fun. 
the fact that it wasn't CGI too, it was all mm. practical effects. That yes. was yes. I am I am I know you can do a lot with CGI, but I am such a fan of the the, the real effects. Oh, it looks I feel like also with the actors, it gives them more of a realistic expression because you're not just staring at like a little green ball or something you know like exactly. oh shit there's this weirdly creepy thing actually in front of my face not just okay i'm gonna have to fake being a little bit freaked out at this whatever the hell they're telling me to look at yeah and where to look you know exactly and especially nowadays all of those green screen pictures get out so even if you mm-hmm. love it you know, you're going to see them all, you know, like it really made me mad when I saw one of the ones that showed the Avengers all running on treadmills. I'm like, oh. you know, I didn't need to see that. I, I know that somebody mm-hmm. might have thought that that was a cool thing to get out there. But, you know, for me, you know, give me the fantasy. Give me give me the, you know, don't 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 show me behind the curtain. You know, I don't want to know that the wizard's some old man just sitting there. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that's just me. So. But, Unless it's and, something like super crazy they have to do for like an effect i don't really care what they're doing you know exactly but anybody that wants to do cgi for mine it's fine i'm not going to complain (laughs) (laughs) just just want to say that on the record yeah (laughs) yeah yeah any author out there uh rob zombie you can use cgi all you want yeah oh man wouldn't he be awesome at doing something jeez do you see the uh, do you see the devil's rejects or three Mm -hmm. from hell i mean was the last yeah i've seen all of them Yep. Except, well, I even, I saw his, uh, the Halloweens. I wasn't a big fan of the Halloweens, though, for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I liked him, and, and I like, you know, I'll, I'll see anything he does. But but for me, that, that series with, uh, oh, God, what was the captain's name? I can't even remember now, uh, the clown. But that was just, that was just, it was, I don't know that you could have a, a more perfect movie as far as for yeah. that type of slasher horror. Right. I mean, that's, you know, that's exactly what that is. And, and it was just awesome the way he did that. And, uh, you know, just <laughs> the people are just crazy and, and you like them for it. You know, it's mm-hmm. the bad part, you know, and, and in fact, I think, you know, sometimes you were rooting for him not to get <laughs> killed in the end in different, different ones of his movies. So mm-hmm. I was listening, I was listening to him talk on a podcast um, probably about a couple weeks ago. And uh, he was talking about that. And uh, God, what was he saying? He was saying that um, originally they weren't going to do the movie. Oh. It went, I, I think it went into production and didn't. And then some he um, ended it up. It ended up getting taken up by Universal, and then <laughs> basically just got his mind blown. And it was like. It was a te- the movie. He said the movie did terrible. Like when oh. it came out, did absolutely terrible. And then it blew up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of things blew up like that because of you know, VHS, DVD, Directstream, and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and just fan favorites. In fact, it was Sid Haig, is who played Captain Spaulding. And, That's it. And that guy is just he was amazing. I mean, he he, he was he was in the last one passed away shortly afterwards and and i mean Mm -hmm. i i you know that very first one that i saw him in where where the guys come in to rob his store and and he pulls the gun was just 
too hilarious. I mean, I, I'm like, this is just great. I love this. Because, of course, for me, when I was a kid, there used to be all of those uh, shows on the uh, on the air, like Captain 20 and different different clowns on introducing TV shows. In fact, we had, uh, there was some guy called Count Gordeval that on Friday nights would, uh, would, would introduce the horror feature that was coming on, you know, broadcast over the air at night. Mm-hmm. So that, that was fun just sort of seeing that. Uh, and so this guy being some you know, lovable Captain, Captain Spaulding from a TV series just cracked me up. And, uh, and it was just, it was just awesome. Yeah, I, I, those movies were great. I kind of hope he keeps making them somehow, but with Captain Spaulding not going to be around anymore, I don't know if he'll be able to, you know? Yeah, he, he was able to get him in the last one. I think he had some health problems even going into it, but they got they got him in some, and it was good. It was, it was nice that they had him in there. And, and, yeah. And, they, and I... Uh, you know, I don't know where else you could go with those characters, but but I I would I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, at least something along those lines would be kind of cool. Another um, yep. psychopath kind of movie, but not sure. Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. He's he's good at it. So. Yeah, he really is. He's de- definitely better at movies than I think he was with music. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want to bash you at all because maybe he wants to do my book. So, I, you know, I love yeah. it all, Rob. I love it all. Love you. So, call me. He, he's a. He's <laughs> definitely. He's 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 good at what he does, regardless. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, now didn't he do one of the zombies movies as well? Did he do the remake of Dawn of the Dead or something like that? I don't think so. I don't think he did a zombie movie. He might have. I'm not sure. I don't think he did. I think you're right. Yeah, no, he, he didn't. I don't least, remember least, who did least, that. At least the Google's not saying he didn't, uh, or he did. Uh, yeah, the House of a Thousand Corpses was just a wall, too. So. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who did the remake of Dawn of the... Uh, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. That's what I was trying to think of, who, who did that remake. Uh, the funny part about that one was that's the one that, you know, introduced the fast zombie. Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, so always before that, you know, zombies were always the slow things, <laughs> but in that one, yeah. you know, they, that guy comes running out of the house and like a track star zombie. <laughs> I was laughing like crazy when I could, Oh, Zack Snyder did that. Okay. Okay. So that's who did that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he did that. Yep. That's what it says. Zack Snyder. So. And wow. written by George Romero. Makes sense why uh, everyone loves Zack Snyder now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, needless to say, I like his earlier work. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that whole um, S- Snyder cut thing was kind of a bit ridiculous. That went on for four months. Everyone was talking about that. I didn't even understand what it was. I thought it was a whole different movie, not just oh, it's an extra two hours in the same movie. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, an extra two hours of your life, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I didn't like the original one. <laughs> I haven't found a movie yet where I've noticed that the, the director's cut or whomever's cut afterwards made me like or hate that movie anymore. 
right? I've never had right. one where I'm like, you know, oh, this is better. It's like, okay, it's a, little, you know, a few more scenes, whatever, sure. But, you know, I haven't seen it yet. So, No, me either. It's just an extended version of something I still don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. I still wish they did it better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't completely hate Justice League, but I mean, didn't like it enough to watch four hours of it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, I, I, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I mean, it was one where, you know, I was, I was kind of happy that Ben Affleck got a shot and, and I thought he did mm-hmm. okay. I, I thought he did okay in Batman. You know, I thought, I thought he played about, you know, an okay Batman. I wasn't upset with it or anything else. Uh, it's, it's one where for me, you know, I, I prefer Michael Keaton's Batman cause I thought he did the best Bruce Wayne. So it was something of just the way he played both characters, uh, sort of put it all together. Um, but when, when it comes to the Justice League, I'm like, well, you know, they're, they're so much better at doing their standalone shows. And at the time, the shows on the mm-hmm. CW were better, right? I was like, you know, I would have rather watched if they'd had the characters from the CW on that versus what they I really, I was really hoping they would do that. That would have been, that would have taken DC to a whole new level if they took the characters from the TV shows and took them to the big screen, you know, that would have been a whole step up from Marvel. That would have given them a whole new look on everything because yeah. Marvel wasn't doing that yet. No, no. And if you think of it, Marvel did a little bit of it with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. right? a little bit of it, but you didn't get that many main characters, you know, main superhero characters on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There was a couple, you know, you know, uh, I think Sif was on there and a few of the others probably mm-hmm. over the years, but, but it was something if they would have did it the other way and taken, you know, taking the flash and a couple of the others, that would have been awesome. I mean, even the guy playing oh, yeah. now would have been, been great, but, uh, but I, I don't know why they, they don't try to do that. I guess they, they don't want to end up having to pay their CW characters more money because you know, <laughs> for doing the TV show afterwards, because they figure they won't do it. You know, so. I honestly don't know why. It probably is a money thing, because then imagine how much more those TV shows would cost. Oh, yeah. It, it, they probably wouldn't be able to fund the TV shows anymore. Because, exactly. yeah, it's, but that would have been a great gimmick for them to do, to be able to pull the, to literally go back and forth. People would have loved that. Yeah, and that guy they would have given Marvel a run. Oh, yeah. And the guy that played Green Arrow oh, was yeah. great at that at that at that role, but you know I don't think they'll ever give him a shot at you know Green Arrow on you know the the, the, the movies. But I thought he did a great job on the Arrow TV show. In fact, mm-hmm. if it wouldn't have been for him, the other shows would have never never came along. So, no, you know, he's so, the one that started it all. Yeah, I think I think they killed him off on that show actually. I think so. I think they killed him off or turned him into Spectre or something like that at the end. I don't know exactly where, where he's at, but it's something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, I lost interest in Arrow around the fourth or fifth season. I can't remember which one, yeah. but it kind of just got way too... I don't know. Something about it just made me lose interest in it. Yeah, I all- still watch like The Flash and stuff, but not Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, all of them do that after time. It's it's like yeah. they, they should have just ended one season earlier, you know, or two seasons mm-hmm. earlier. It would have been great. Uh, the only one that, for me, really never jumped the shark was Supernatural. And, and that, oh, yeah. that was just fun. I mean, I, I, I still watch the early shows 
on you know Netflix or Amazon, whichever one, and, mm-hmm. and just seeing the, those guys when they're first starting, and then you know it's just it's just fun. I mean, I, I I enjoy that show a lot. You can tell as the show progresses, they get you can feel the how more comfortable they get with each other. Exactly. Yeah, I just rewatched that the entire uh, series not that long ago. That's fun. That's probably. All. Actually, it was probably almost a year ago. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> kind of can't lost track of time. It's I, I see stuff go all the time on Twitter. What day is it? <laughs> right. And and for me, I've I've telecommuted for geez, 17 years, probably something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people because of COVID and other stuff, you know, they're first time telecommuters. So they're not used to, 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 to that. Plus a lot of them, you know, their, their kids are at home now and, you know, their kids were at school and stuff like that. So the house is full. It's not just you know, like me, you know, I, I'm in my office. My daughter knew, you know, not to knock before coming into the office, that type of stuff, because, you know, dad, dad's working. And that's just the way it was when she was little. And then, of course, when she was at school, she, she was at school. But so a lot of people mm-hmm. nowadays trying to get used to this whole thing of, of working from home and maintaining that home life balance is, is very difficult. Um, and and one of the, the side effects of that, I think, is, is the fact that we're binge watching even more shows than we did before. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of times where I'll come through oh, and, God. you know, I've been watching Survivor lately. And, and it's like, okay, I just finished three seasons of Survivor because I was fast forward to see what happened to different characters. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that, that was a good Saturday night. <laughs> what am I going to do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. It's too funny. Yeah, I've gotten to a point where, like, I'm searching for TV shows now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, watched, I watched you while I wasn't allowed to leave the house. I watched you while I couldn't leave the house. I might watch you again because you were good. Yeah, it's gotten... I've watched... I've been so much stuff over the last year. It's insane. That's too funny. It's kind of... It, I kind of feel pathetic in a way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that way. It's, it's one of, you know... It, it's nice that we have that option, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Because if, if, you know, imagine if this had happened 20 years ago. Right. I, you know, we didn't have all of these you know, streaming services. We didn't have ways where we could be face to face, you know, across across the world like you are with your your, your friend in China in Japan. Right. You know, you're talking yeah. to somebody, you know, across the world and it's uh, and it's just been good. Yeah, I don't know what we would have done 10 years ago, <laughs> then 10 or 20 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, we really, I, I wasn't really, we weren't doing anything like this back then. So we wouldn't really be able to compare then to now. You know what I mean? It would still be kind of like doing the same thing, but not. Like we'd still be sit, probably sitting around watching TV, but even more bored because, well, we can only watch what's on TV. Yep, you can only watch what's on TV. There, there were a few streaming services, you know, HBO and a couple of things like that were out. Uh, I would imagine it would have sparked a lot more. You, you know, at the time, I want to say Netflix was doing their DVDs where they would ship DVDs to your house yep. and, and stuff like that. So that was sort of the, the beginning slash end of that. And uh, 
and yeah, and and there weren't you know ebooks or anything like that. You know, your phones were flip phones, yeah. <laughs> so so you weren't constantly entertained. In fact, you know, most people probably didn't have a computer in their house, right? As far as people that have them nowadays. Yeah. And now, now I mean, people have got you know three or four different computers, four or five different gaming consoles, and everything else. So it's pretty amazing. So I would have been fine. I would have been able to sit there and play Doom and all sorts of stuff. I would have been okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a couch That's potato. What I, so. I got. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's one that I could have. You know, I, I I could sit and stare at a wall for four hours. You know, and and, and all that <laughs> stuff. So I, I'm 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 easily to entertain myself, but it, but it's one that uh, mm-hmm. it's it's difficult for for a lot of people I know. Yeah. Yeah, I've been also playing a lot of video games again, too. I've been getting into. Yeah, I stopped video games around uh, Doom and Quake. That's when, that's when I stopped mm-hmm. playing those. Because it. I like Doom a lot because it was really just you're going forward, backward, turning left or right yeah. type of stuff. When it got into the you have to kneel down and crawl through this, I'm going, you know, I just want to run. I just want to shoot. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't make me think about having to jump. And, and the worst part about jumping is don't make me take me 15 minutes to figure out how to jump over something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just let me go. And uh, in fact, there was a doom mod where you could just run through walls. And I was like, yeah, I like this. There was a while back. I was watching a bunch of uh, YouTube videos on doom, uh, doom mods where people are making their own uh, maps and stuff. Man, that was so cool. It was, it was interesting. I mean, I never made any, but I did load a whole bunch of them and it was fun what people would do. And, uh, oh, yeah. and, and it, it, uh, and the engine itself was really good. I mean, it, uh, it was, it was a nice engine. I just, like I said, when they made it too complex, in fact, even some of the, you know, playstations and stuff like that, for me, it's one of, you know, I don't have the time to learn, you know, a game, right. I just want to play mm-hmm. And uh, I did like Red Dead Redemption. That was kind of fun. I, I enjoyed that. But that was more yeah. about the story that it was telling you than the than the fight scenes, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm really big into uh, RPGs and stuff like that. Nice. Because they have good stories. Like open world RPGs are so fun. I could probably lose myself forever nice. the first time i have the first time i got really into it was with uh, fallout 3 okay i probably lost 300 hours of my life to that it's it's easy to do i mean it's yeah. you sit down and then the next thing you know it's you know five ten hours have passed and you're going whoa <laughs> it was bad like i had a problem for a while with it like i when i first got this game i was probably like 18 i popped it in started playing it next thing i know it's two days later yeah I mean, yeah <laughs> and, and and the the big thing is you had fun so you can't oh, yeah. say i didn't have a blast doing it it's mm. was that the best thing to be sitting there like that for for two days <laughs> probably no. not but 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 you had fun so i'm not mm. gonna i'm not gonna knock it myself so yeah it, it, it could have been worse, but yeah. didn't really do much with my life playing video games. But now it's fun to come, you know, home on the weekends, stay up really, really late and just play video games all night. 
Like Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, and then do it again the next week. Exactly. And, and, and the thing of it is, is, is unfortunately there's, there's very few people making money playing video games. Mm -hmm. You know, there are those jobs that are out there, but I just can't, uh, you know, that, that's not something I ever applied for anyway. Oh, no. I'm, I don't think I would ever be able to do it, be able to just play video games to make money. I mean, I like them, but I don't like them that much. And yeah. it would kill the whole aesthetic for it. Too. Well, and the other thing, too, is a lot of them, you're probably, I don't know how their QA goes, but I imagine they're set presetting you up to certain things and running through certain certain scenarios and stuff like that. So it's not like you're just playing it from the beginning all the way through. Uh, yeah. But it's, uh, but it's interesting. I mean, like I said, I, mm -hmm. you know, I might get back into it some later on, but, but for now I've got, I've got enough other hobbies going on that I've, yeah. I've covered yeah. time-wise. Like today when I was playing Halo with my friend and uh, it was probably like the first time in over a year, it, it was like a, for like nine months. Cause I remember I actually looked at it, <laughs> but um, I, I streamed their Halo match on uh on twitch because i was like well i mean why not yeah 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 it's not gonna hurt anything something to do <laughs> everyone if you want to watch you can watch us die constantly <laughs> <laughs> what, and, i'm terrible well and that's what's cool about those services nowadays you can do stuff like that and there yeah. are people that are out there watching it. i mean i've got a friend who her kid is is playing some video game that's kind of tough for kids his age and mm -hmm. he's, he's got his own little YouTube channel that he's, you know, saying, hey, to get past this, you do this. And, and, and she asked me about it. I said, as long as you're monitoring anything somebody's saying to him as far as in chats and stuff like that, I said, there's nothing wrong with it. I was like, you've got to be careful and make sure to keep, keep monitoring it like you would anything. It's like, you know, if you're going to have your kid teaching some, somebody how to do something, you know, it, in your backyard, you're going to be watching mm -hmm. what's going on. So you need to do the same thing on the computer and be safe. But yeah. it's just amazing what's out there nowadays and what you're able to do. I'm, I'm amazed every day by that kind of stuff. I enjoy, I enjoy technology. So. Oh, so do I. I mean, it's mostly harmless. Yep. But there's still some of those assholes, you know, that ruin it for people that exactly. just, Go online to cause chaos for chaos's sake. Yep, you know? exactly. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I love technology. I was just, um, this morning, I was reading um, this article about uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink and how they put the chips in this uh, mm -hmm. monkey's head and were uh, getting it to play this Pong-like um, video game. Yes, and I was like, that is so cool. It's, it's, it's amazing. And, and how much that's probably going to help people with different, different disabilities. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I saw it, what I posted out on Twitter was if you want planet of the apes, this is how you get Planet <laughs> of the Apes. Yeah. It's, you know, let's, let's neuro link the monkeys. There you go. Nothing bad's right? going to happen there. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're, this is Caesar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they if they would call that monkey Caesar, we'd all be in trouble now. Uh huh. Oh my God, it's too funny. I could see him doing that though, just for um, humor's sake, though, because of who he oh, is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I enjoy some of the stuff he's done. 
and, oh, yeah. and I mean, in technology wise, I mean, he's way ahead of anybody else. So, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's awesome what he's been able to do, especially the SpaceX kind of stuff. I, I'm, I'm very impressed there. So. Have you seen the, uh, Tesla's dance? No, not yet. There's some, like, there's some Easter egg that, um, I think if you press a certain, like some special buttons or something like that, the Teslas will put on music oh, and hilarious. flick their lights and do some weird stuff. That is funny. I see it now on the, that, <laughs> God. So if I buy a billion dollar car, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even sure how much they are. I don't, I don't think they're, they're not as expensive, bad. They're, are they? They're not as bad as they used to be. I mean, they, they, mm -hmm. the price on all that kind of stuff is, is come down. That's, that's yeah. the amazing thing about technology, too, is that the more widespread it's used, a lot of mm -hmm. times the cheaper it becomes. Uh, you know, in fact, if you think about the original computers and stuff like that, I mean, I paid, I paid $300 for a 300 meg hard drive. You know, nowadays for $300, you can get a probably a 50 terabyte hard drive Oh yeah, and, and just, you know, so, so technology wise has come down. So on those, those cars, I'm sure they're, they're mm -hmm. down now. They're still, still probably expensive, but all cars are expensive. So. I mean, imagine going back to the fifties with this. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would look at you like you're a witch. <laughs> but if, if you want to think of something funny, the, the first space shuttle that went up, you know, that, 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 that took off that space shuttle's computer system wasn't as good as what you have in your hand with your iPhone. Oh, I know. It's crazy. You know, that, that's just, that's amazing to me is, is, is that, uh, and, and in fact, even the, the newer stuff that we're seeing on Mars and stuff like that, you know, a lot of that stuff is still 10 years back just simply because mm -hmm. of how much they have to test it in all the different environments. It's not like they can, you know, say, I'm going to take something off the shelf today and throw it out there because who knows what, you know, the, the different cosmic rays or whatever is going to do to those different devices. So they have to test it through all the different stuff. So it's, it's kind of, kind of crazy how that all works. Radiation, all that stuff, whatever, yep. everything that it can go through in outer space. Like but extreme it's cold, extreme heat. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I do kind of like the, uh, the the drone thing flying around Mars. It's kind of cool. <laughs> the drone? What drone? They got a little helicopter on, on the latest one. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's At least that's what I've seen or seen them talking about. Uh, I know they had another look on that rover up there. Again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the little rover thing. That's been sending pictures. They had the engine... In, ingenuity ingenuity there you go i could get that where i can read ingenuity <laughs> uh it's a helicopter helicopter located on mars since february of 2021 it's the first aircraft on mars and it's going to make its first fully controlled atmospheric flight uh what? launch date, oh my god the flight is uh july 30th 2020 is when it's going to make its first flight so that's the other thing that's crazy about it is you know, they've got it there, but they've got to wait until July 30th to do his first flight. So they've got a lot of tests and all that kind of other stuff to do. Uh, but that was produced by the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So, well, so that's, that's just... one way to piss off the Martians. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be like, hey, man, we, we don't mind you crawling around this thing with little cars. But you, know, you start flying in our airspace, we, we get uh, we get kind of touchy on that. You know? Right. But uh, Jeez. 
Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, two hours ago they announced, uh, the, I think, the date for it. So I had no idea we had an aircraft on Mars. That is well, really, that is dope. <laughs> Amazon delivery, right? They've got, they, they got, they got to have those those drones there so they can deliver packages, right? Up next, we are going to start bombing Mars. <laughs> yeah, they film at eleven. So. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, I appreciate what are they you. Do next? I appreciate you having me on here today. Yeah, I, uh, like I said I. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed enjoyed the audio book. That 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 makes me happy. It's it's one that I'm, uh, you know, as as you produce this kind of stuff, you're mm-hmm. you're wondering how people are going to be receptive to it, right? And, and in fact, the first person that told me they liked my book, I'm like, yeah, you're just saying that. And, and then <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody else did, and then and then uh, the the first person to put a comment out there that I didn't know the person, right? They put a mm-hmm. comment on, on Amazon and and really liked it. I'm going. Wow, that makes me feel good. You know, it's it's like that's that's a real one. I'm like, and then other people are like, Dave, we've told you it was good, and I'm going, yeah, but I didn't believe you. <laughs> that's good though. That's something that um, I keep hearing from people who uh, create stuff. Yep. That um, it makes you want to work better, exactly. basically, and it's good to not. It's good to not think everything you put out is the bee's knees, you know what I mean? Like, yep. oh, this is, everyone's going to love this kind of, you know, mentality. Exactly. When I do these, every time I do it, I'm like, oh man, these suck. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, that episode sucked. Man, I suck. <laughs> well, my head was kind of shiny, but oh well. <laughs> but I mean, I have like a couple people, like my girlfriend goes, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, Sometimes you're a little awkward. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm a little awkward. I'm awkward in life, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I mean, I'm awkward in life. I'm talking to people I've never met before. I'm going to be a tiny bit awkward sometimes. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But, but it's been fun. Like I said, I, uh, yeah. when, when, when I met you the other day, and you know, hopefully hopefully I'll, you'll have me on again. And uh, Oh, when, when man, I, get... I would love to have you on again. Oh. You I feel like we had a nice, I feel like we clicked pretty good on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things that for me, it's, it's, you know, part advertising part, you know, I, I enjoy talking to people and, and different mm-hmm. people and stuff like that. In fact, that's one of the things I do during, during my regular job is, is talking to different people. So, so I, I've always enjoyed that. So for me, this, this is the part of the, the advertising that, that I really like. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, let me talk to people. Let me tell them about the book and, <laughs> and stuff like that. I can do that. But if you want me to post, you know, a link on Twitter saying, buy my book, I'm like, oh, I just feel, feel bad every time I say, say something like that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to. So, mm-hmm. so that's, I know what you mean. that's the thing for, for indie authors as well is don't, don't be afraid to, 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 to market yourself. Buy, mm-hmm. keep in the light by David Musser. Buy it now. So buy it. Buy it. It'll it'll keep you awake at night. No, I mean it's it'll, it's a it's a nice bedtime story for children. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Read it to your uh, five year olds. Exactly. They, they, they might have lots of questions afterwards, but it's all good. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I I started watching horror movies when I was a little kid with my mom. She loved them. So, mm-hmm. so for me, I'm like, yeah, somebody says, what age? I'm like, what, what age can they read? Let them read it. It's all good. <laughs> it's, you know, yes. It's scary. Yes. It's horror. Yes. There's adult content in it, but it's, yeah. Yeah. 
it, it's, you yeah. know, I wasn't restricted from those types of, of things when I was mm -hmm. a kid. And I, I think I turned out okay. Uh, but, you know, I also played D&D &D and that's, you know, according to a lot of people, I was going to hell because of it. <laughs> it's oh, my good. God. That, that was the craziest thing I have ever heard. If you play D&D, &D, you're going to hell. Yep. yep. Well, I'm probably going to hell for a lot of things, but I don't think that. <laughs> I can see it now. It'll be stamped on her forehead. Yeah, you get up there and it's a big stamp. It says D and D. You're going down. Everybody down there's got D and D across their forehead. So, and the good thing is it's spelled the same you... forward or backwards. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh man. That's All right, I... sir. Well, you. Uh, I appreciate it again, and uh, yeah. definitely. Definitely reach out. I'll let you know when the next one comes out, and then I'll. Uh, yeah, please I'll, let me do. I'll get get scheduled on your show again. Uh, just let me know when it goes live, and, and we'll be good. I, I appreciate it. Again, I'm David Buster, and if if you'd like, you know, please buy my book, Keep in the Light, and it's available yeah. on Amazon or wherever print books are sold. No, actually, Amazon. Uh, so. Just Amazon. Oh yeah, follow him on Twitter. What's your Twitter? Yeah, name? follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's DM Web God. DM Web God. Uh, that name came about after about thirty hours of trying to fix a program with a, a friend of mine. We were we were working uh, to redo a deliverable we had about probably 10, 15 years ago, and when uh, when I finished, he's like, "Hey, are you on Twitter?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> And next thing you know, I'm like, I'll think of a name. So I, I, I put DM Web God, never thinking I'd be uh, telling people I needed to do that for advertising my book or anything else. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll create a new handle someday, but that, that's the one I have right now. And of course, the website is keepinthelight.com. So, so definitely check that out. And again, I appreciate the heck out of you having me on here today. Yeah, I, I enjoyed you being on here. It was fun talking with you. Awesome. But yeah. Thank you again. This was great. I enjoyed it. You take care. You too, man.